everyone. Uh, welcome back to our podcast, The Ins and Outs of Selling a Business. Uh, for those of you just joining us, I am Keith D., president of Osage Advisors. Osage Advisors is a boutique uh, merger and acquisition firm working with uh, business owners, typically with $5 million and up looking to sell. Uh, this is our 21st year uh, in business, and uh, uh, thanks for joining us. Um, you know, we talk a lot about uh, the planning process when you when you sell your company, and we typically ask uh, you know three questions uh, with owners. Uh, you know, one, who's your accountant? Have you done your tax planning? Two, who's your lawyer? Uh, they have experience in uh, M and A or corporate law. And third, and probably most important, who's your wealth manager? Have you sat down with that person or that firm to kind of go through a plan? so that you can live your life the way you want to live it uh, after you sell your company. So today we're really excited to have with us um, Megan Trask. Welcome, Megan. Thanks, Keith. Happy to be here. Great. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I know you got a lot going on. Megan is a partner with the firm Connecticut Wealth Management. Uh, they are based in uh, Farmington, Connecticut, and are a financial planning and wealth management firm that works with individuals, business owners, and other entities in helping them set up their long-term you know, strategies and goals. So, Megan, uh, again, thanks for being here. Um, it is a critical, important aspect of, of a business owner uh, and their families when they come into, you know, discuss selling their company. So what are some of the things that, uh, you know, you work with them on regarding, okay, you want to say a company, so what are the kind of questions you ask them so you're starting to plan with them, whether it's someplace that could be five years away, two years away, or immediate? Yeah, really good question. First, I have to say I love how Keith gave us a shout out as being the most important part of the trusted relationship. So thanks for that. But um, I think it, it may be helpful too if I just for a moment go back to kind of how we started working with business owners and the way we do now. And it helps to tell kind of how we work with them and how what kind of questions we ask. Um, so you mentioned we're a financial planning firm, um, you know, we started way back with the focus on personal financial planning. Investments are a really important component of that, but just one component, right? Taking that holistic view of someone's finances is critical. And I think what makes us different is the way that we structured our firm and our advisory teams in service of that. And really what I mean by that is that for every client who walks in our door, there is an entire team that supports them, somewhere between three and five individuals, to make sure that we can dive deep into their plan. What we found is that when we're working with business owner clients, um, their financial situations tend to be even more complex. Succession planning and exit planning you know, being one of those highly complex components. Um, and so we found that by having this larger team that can support them, we can really help them dive deep into these questions and plan ahead of time. And so, you know, we were doing, a, I think, a good job with these business owners because of our service model, and, and they referred more of their business owner friends, and all of a sudden, we started to really develop this niche in, in servicing business owners. That's terrific. Yeah, yeah, it really has been. Um, and so, you know, the key, I think, as you started to, to lay out in, in the way you asked that question is, is having a plan ahead of time and 
asking the right questions. It's, it sounds so simple, but we often say in our office, a, a business owner is, you know, it's Monday and they're just trying to get to Tuesday because right. they've got so many decisions and so many people, you know, on their plate and depending on them. And so we try to take that broader view kind of for them and with them to ask the critical questions of where do you want to be in six months, one year, five years? Um, and oftentimes the answer to that is, well, I don't want to be working in five years for whatever reason. And so we start to explore, all right, well, what it, literally, what does that look like? Is there someone internal, right? Is there an existing employee who may be a good candidate for transitioning into a leadership role or ownership role? Is there, are there family members involved? As, as you well know, that creates a whole nother dynamic. Certainly uh, does. Yes, yes. Um, and then I think you were also starting to allude to this. Oftentimes the most critical question is, what do you need financially from this business to continue to live the life you want to live? Yeah, that's a critical point. What is, what is the, you know, what are your value expectations? Yeah. And sometimes they, expectations are based on, well, my buddy sold his company for $20 million or I need $20 million. And I say, well, why do you need $20 million? Well, that's what I need. Yeah. So they don't really do that process when the market for their companies may be 10 to 15, not 20. And so we say to them, okay, have you sat down with someone like Megan and you know, to kind of go through a plan, what you really need, what kind of scenarios you need to really plan it out? Yeah. Because they, they're at that point where they need to make this decision and their expectations of the value are not aligning with the market. And that's where you guys play a critical role. Yes. And you know what? I think before we even get to the market expectations for valuation, we, we almost encourage, you know, tone that out for a moment. And literally, what's the dollar amount that you need? You know, we, with our financial modeling and our cash flow projections, we can back into what they need. As, as you suggested, oftentimes clients come in, they've kind of picked a number out of the sky for whatever reason of what they think the business is worth. Sometimes that's more than what they need to live their lives. Sometimes it's not enough. And we have been told time and time again, if a business owner can go into discussions with you, can go into negotiations with a potential buyer, knowing what they actually need, it can change the, their entire perspective. Uh, maybe they still want to you know, achieve that, you know, the most valuation they possibly can, but having the peace of mind of knowing what you truly need to be happy can can change how you go into those conversations so yeah so it's yeah because it's it's really it's an emotionally charged yeah. conversation yeah. Uh, we, you know from our perspective i'm sure from yours uh, we've been meetings together where you know you, you read the room and you know that it's it's um, i wouldn't say uncomfortable but uh anxiety provoking uh in a lot of ways and you know through how we deal and communicate how you deal and communicate is trying to diffuse some of those concerns with your clients. Okay, this is okay. So when as they go through this process, they're making decisions on the right things, yeah. not not on misinformation, exactly. right? And those are and so from our perspective, that's why we asked the question: Have you really sat and worked out a plan because you're comfortable now? So we're in this process, and uh, and and you're working with your clients, and we get our initial bids in uh, for value, right? And so the next thing they're going to do, we say, well, have you sit down with, with, with your financial planner, wealth management person, and take a look at this. 
and just make sure that you're comfortable. Because we don't want you to just go deep into a transaction because you start writing checks is expensive. You've yeah. got lawyers, you've got accountants, yeah. you've got environmental, you've got consultants, you've got a bunch of people that during due diligence, make sure you're comfortable with this decision. We don't want you to be get right to close and say, by the way, I'm not sure I need this is enough money for me. We yeah. want you want you to be comfortable with that, right? Uh, we so, always say, Keith, you get one shot to sell your business. Sometimes if you're really lucky, maybe you get well, you know, the second or third. But most people have one shot. So right, there's no reason. Dues or we say in golf, there's no mulligans. Yeah. This is you can't you can't take it back, yeah. right? So, how do you work with your clients, like you know, through that process? Because yeah. it's really, you know, it's really a lot of just conversation and communication to just to get them comfortable and confident that this is the right thing. Yes, we yeah, have great questions. So you know, once they've already made the decision, we, we want to sell. We start having numbers. Um, thrown out there again one of the most critical pieces is going back to the plan modeling specifically what that number means for their plan and when we keep saying plan you know I think if you joined one of our first or second meetings you might think you were in like a, a therapy session or whiteboarding session because the questions are much more about literally how do you want to live your life where right. are you going to be spending your time and we're asking all these questions and sometimes people are probably why are our financial advisors asking us if we like to golf or if we you know want a vacation home well we're we're assigning dollar signs to mm -hmm. all of these dreams and things that you want to do so oftentimes the first couple meetings are really truly trying to get to know our clients and and their lifestyles so that we can put dollar amounts to their lifestyle um, to make sure they they have enough um, modeling tax projections is, is usually a, a big part of the work during this time and is, is always something on clients' mind with a transaction like this. So modeling, again, specifically how the tax impact is going to impact both the liquidity after the sale and, and just the, the sale amount, right? Um, you know, I think we're going to talk about potentially some estate planning concepts, but um, gifting and estate planning and some of the logistics around decisions there is a huge topic during that time. Mm -hmm. um, and again, I'll bring it back to the way we structure our teams. And I know you guys are really similar. And I think something that differenti differentiates you guys as well is, you know, our whole team is there to support clients during this process. As you know, things become very time sensitive during that process, right? And just being able to be there at a moment's notice to answer the things that come up when you're in the middle of negotiations, how those things may impact a client in the short term and long term is, is critical. Right. So you're saying like, you know, their lifestyle, right? Yeah. Just kind of back up a little bit. So, you know, family businesses, closely held corporations afford certain benefits through the business to yeah. the ownership, which are and quite often substantial. Yeah. You know, whether it be uh, healthcare, a car, healthcare, yeah. a car, healthcare is a perfect example. Yeah. That is a very costly uh, expense outside of the business, right? So when you sit with the client is that, you know, I'm sure you guys have as part of your questionnaires or conversations, you know, because we have the same questions. Yeah. What are things that are going through the business that are discretionary in nature that are kind of like added back to yeah. kind of come up with your adjusted profits. How do you guys address that with your clients? So you're making sure you're capturing those expenses that they're not going to be paid for the business anymore yeah. post-closing. You're going to have to you know, build that into your plan. Yeah, it's a lot of fact-finding. I will say, um, <laughs> I, I, we always say we're not big fans of budgets in our office. 
or asking clients that question, because I don't know about you, but oftentimes what clients think they're spending is very different from actual. So it's it's literally having to dive through financial statements. It's it's literally diving through clients' credit card statements, not to go line by line, but exactly what clients are spending, but mm-hmm. to get the total amount of what they're spending. Um, working with their CPA to ask those specific questions, you know, what are those ad backs and isolating them. Um, it, it's really a fact finding mission, a little bit as exploratory with the client, but I mean, we literally roll up our sleeves and dig through all these statements to, to help clients identify that. That's great. Like the devil's in the details yeah. and you got to make sure you pick as much as you possibly can. So you limit the surprises so exactly. they're comfortable. So, you know, and your other aspect we were talking about was, you know, it, when owners are selling their companies, it's, it's not necessarily, you know, it's a life-changing event. It's li- most likely their largest asset. I would say for every client we worked with, uh, 99% of those clients, when they sold it, this is, the, this is a major liquidity event, the largest they'll ever have. So it's, you know, providing for themselves, but, you know, business owners, you know, their identity has been in that company. Mm-hmm. And not just for the company itself, but also for the communities. Right? A lot of them quietly have given to multiple different kind of charity events. They sit on boards. Yeah. They're sponsoring local softball team, soccer team, baseball team, you name it. Mm-hmm. You know, they have children. They have spouses. They have grandchildren they want to provide for. Maybe siblings. We had a client that um, he put five of his, uh, I would say, his, his brother's children to college. Yeah, wow. you know, because you know, through because he wanted to take care of his family. Yeah. So, you know, digging down to the, that aspect of it, how do you work with your clients on that? Because that's where that's when you get to the estate and trust planning and and, and endowments and, and charitable giving and that type of stuff. Yeah, I'm really gra- glad that you asked that question because, you know, other than the general environment for selling a business. Um, you know, I think that's one of the components that actually has some time sensitivity to it also, um, which is why you know, we start asking business owners these questions of what does the future look like so far in advance? Because if you knew you were gonna sell your business in a year or two or three, there are some estate, and you were gonna sell it for a sizable amount, there are some estate planning and gifting techniques um, that can be really helpful in efficient tax planning that need to be done ahead of time. You can't do it when you're already in negotiations. Right. So um, again, that's I'm glad you asked that because oftentimes by the time a, a business owner gets to us, oftentimes they're, they're close to having this pot of money because they're thinking investments. Right. right? I'm going to seek out an investment person because I'm going to have this pot of money and I want an investment plan. That's great and important. But again, coming to talk to a financial planner or advisor in advance is so critical and estate planning is, is one of those reasons. So yeah, there are, if, if, if for clients who may be subject to estate taxes, mm-hmm. there are some critical estate planning strategies that they should think about prior to sale. Things like potentially gifting some amount of a business to a trust in advance for a discounted valuation. That can save their family, estate taxes, um, in a, a very large way over time. Um, so some of it is just trying to understand the legislative environment and tax implications and helping to guide strategy. But the other piece is, I think, everything you were alluding to, which is just what are their goals um, around charitable giving, around supporting their family, because there are some creative ways 
in conjunction with a sale to to help clients make those things happen. Um, and then, of course, the other piece is just making sure they can afford to do that and putting numbers to it. If if supporting a specific charity has been always has always been really important, you know, what's the most efficient way to do that through perhaps using a donor advised fund or a foundation or something to that um, effect, but also what amount can they afford? And that's, again, where we lean on those projections to say, can you afford a $250,000 gift? Can you afford a million-dollar legacy to this organization? So, um, again, that kind of three-prone approach of understanding the environment, um, using the plan, and understanding the client's goals to make those things come to life. All right. Well, you, so there's a lot that goes in all this from both of our perspectives. And then uh, just kind of throw – you know, the wrench into it here, into cogs, into the wrench is, you know, family businesses are not just typically just one owner, right? I mean, you get, you get into situations, or we do. Uh, I'll give you an example. We, we just sold a company back in April where um, three of the owners had passed away mm -hmm. and basically had uh, 14 um, children that own a piece of it now through the estate. Mm -hmm. And we have another company where you have one owner that is ready to go, and the other owner, she's not ready to go. And also you have the children of the family. You could have an ex-spouse. And so, so, so the interests are not aligning, mm -hmm. right? But there's only one pot of money, right? And how, that gets, and how that's all handled. So, you know, give us an example of how you were to kind of navigate you know, with these multi-generational or, or, or brother-sister or mother-son or whatever, these situations where you need to get a, find a common ground to put them, implement that plan so everybody is comfortable. Yeah. Um, very common types of situations with family-owned businesses, which is why we're, I think, kind of smiling at each other when the family dynamic comes into play. There's, there's just a lot there. I will say one of the things that we try to do um, – again, is, is work with business owners as early as possible. And this is one of the things that's in our curriculum geared to our, towards our business owners is pouring over their buy-sell agreement to try to avoid some of those not-so-pleasant family scenarios and dynamics by, you know, hopefully we're meeting with the first-generation business owners again in advance and saying, Here's, it's, it's hard to think about these things, but when you're not here, here's some potential scenarios that could play out with your children and their spouses and your spouse so that we can get a buy-sell agreement or an operating agreement constructed in advance of those things happen that help address those things, again, to, to make them, to have some guidelines and parameters to help through those situations. Um, as you well know, Oftentimes it's too late and, you know, we've been introduced later right. on and it is what it is. Um, and, you know, just as as I think your team does a great job because I've been a part of these meetings too is you're trying to understand everybody's goals and you're trying to be the non-emotional party to remind people of what the most important goals are for, for everybody. And usually there's more common ground than um, you might think because it's so emotionally charged, right? Exactly. Was sometimes they don't talk to each other. And yeah. then when we're sitting in that room, yeah. you start to get the conversations coming up. And then you realize that through well, how we run our process, through our auction process, that the market's going to speak. So yeah. they're going to set the value. Yeah. And so at that point in time, you know, from, 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 you know, that's where so both parties will the market will speak. So there's no 
you know, confusion or disagreement, the market spoke to value, this is what it's going to be. Now, obviously, from your perspective, is that can we implement the, the proper plans that we set up for our clients um, so they're comfortable? Exactly. You know, and if not, what, what, other, what other things can we do um, from our perspective to help get there? You well, know. And that's the piece that I think oftentimes helps settle emotions is when we can remind the parties individually because it's very common that we represent, um, you know, each of the, let's say, the three siblings that own a company. Oftentimes we work with those three siblings collectively when we're mm -hmm. talking about the business, but also individually on all of their own plans. And so it's really helpful when we can meet with them all individually and again remind them of the number that they need and, and try to keep bringing it back to that and separate out some of the more emotionally charged subjects that might be getting in the way actually of, of seeing that. So it's a very, it's ongoing discussions. It's, it's a lot of back and forth. Uh, you're setting up the plans, you implement the plans and then, you know, sometimes, sometimes things change, right? So, this has been incredibly valuable, but I'd love to get your perspective on the current market. I know you're busy, but I'd love to have you come back for uh, another uh, podcast episode to talk about you know where we are today, the current environment, and how you're working with clients to help them navigate through you know choppy waters, headwinds that we're in right now. That would be great if you could do that. Yeah, really relevant topic and happy to do that and just have to say it's been really great getting to know you and your team, Keith, and helping business owners together over the last couple of years. So thanks for having me. And well, thank, thank you, and we look forward to having you back. Uh, thanks, everybody. Um, again, my name is Keith D. Uh, our firm is Osage Advisors. You can reach us at our website at osageadvisors.com. Or you can email me at kdee at osageadvisors.com. Or feel free to call me anytime at 860-767-3273, extension 1001. Thanks for uh, being here today and have a great day.